0: To Indie Mixtape. My name is Ty. And unfortunately, my precious co-host Monty is busy with uh school stuff because she's uh doing school things. So this month we have another very special guest. It's my good friend Grace. What's up? Hello.
1: Hi, it's me, Grace.
0: You know Grace. Yeah. Um. I mean, you probably do know Grace,
1: but uh, <laughs> Yeah, Grace is a
0: a writer and mm-hmm. you know you you've probably seen her around. Um but we're here to talk about indie games today.
2: That's so um, true. We're here to talk about indie games. That's factually <laughs> correct.
1: Um yeah. That is so true. God
0: <laughs> um so I guess like let's just get into it. Um to start we're gonna talk about unpacking. Um, and I guess to start, we'll go, like, just kind of top-level stuff, and then, uh, Grace has informed me that she has some takes, uh, that I'm going to allow her to, to air. (laughs) Yeah,
3: we'll have a little unpacking spoiler zone, I guess.
0: Yeah, Um. so, that'll be a thing, um, and we'll let you know when that's coming. But, I guess, just to start, um, Unpacking is a game from Witchbeam, and it was published by Humble, um... And it's, like, it's basically what it sounds like. You are just going through, like, little levels, unpacking a person's boxes, um, and you have to, like... It's weird, because you can put some stuff, it seems, like, kind of wherever, and some stuff seems to have, like, a specific spot it wants you to put it, and it won't let you advance if you don't do that.
3: Yes, yeah.
0: Um. And so, yeah, and so you kind of get... It's, like... <laughs> It truly is peak environmental storytelling because you really kind of get most of the context of what's going on from you know the items that you're putting around the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like like the first one, for example, like you know that your character plays soccer because they not only have a soccer ball, they have a trophy for with a soccer ball on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, stuff like that. Um, and you kind of get more of that and like little more insights into their life as you you Know keep unpacking these various rooms,
1: yeah. When it sort of
3: goes like, um, it starts off in you know, we, like 2007, I think is the start, I think it's 1997.
0: Oh, it's
2: 1997, you're right,
3: in 2004. So it's like, you know, unpacking first time having your own room, right? And so it's just like your room, and then you get like a dorm room, and then mm-hmm. you have an apartment with roommates, right? And you know that kind of stuff so that it goes through yes they're
0: like yeah like their life
3: um i think here's the i mean this isn't really a hot take but i i think if you heard that pitch and were like that sounds cute i would like to play that then you are good to go and if you were like that sounds boring then you're also good like you don't need to engage with it like that is really the whole appeal is summed up in that
0: yeah, yeah i would say that's yeah that seems because it's a very like compact thing that is like doing trying to do a very specific thing yeah. and so you're either like kind of on board for that or like not oh um, yeah
3: i think the the i think the thing is that it's i mean um moving fucking sucks everyone knows this like yes. taking your stuff around is really hard and you have to you know objects and like figure stuff out and it can be really stressful particularly if you're like moving in with other people and have to like fit your stuff in with their stuff you know
2: Mm
3: -hmm. um and uh and unpacking kind of takes all the stuff that's hard and difficult about like you know moving and then makes it just like a fun time to just you know like organize things right and so i I think for me there's a very like tactile sort of appeal to because i i am a organizing freak this is like every week i hyper fixate on a way to organize files on my computer or like you know fixing something up or whatever right and so that element of it is like very appealing to me um and I think it's like a little a little toy to distract you doing that. I think it's really like effective, you know. Um, yeah, it's also I, I should also I think it's worth noting which being their last game was assault Android cactus, I think, um, which is like a twin stick shooter. Uh,
0: Very different.
3: Yeah. So I, I think it's like it's, you know, they got the range, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's cool yeah. like, to see them. I think it's cool when devs like step outside of their like preview and you know do something that's quite different and so it's cool to see that here too
2: yeah
0: i agree i also what you were saying and just like playing i did i haven't finished it but i've gotten through a few of the rooms um the have you played florence
1: no i haven't i uh
3: i know like the premise right i read some of the stuff
0: now. yeah this isn't like a spoiler or anything, but there's like a section in that, right? where you like you move in with the the guy that you're dating, and like, you do have to do that exact thing you described of like figuring out whose stuff you keep and whose stuff you don't and like whose stuff gets to go where. And like, I thought that was a really effective part of that game. So it is I, it did feel a little bit wanting for me in that way, especially with the context of this other game that kind of did it
3: so Um, uh there is a level where you do this basically um you like move in with your shitty boyfriend um
0: (laughs) i haven't gotten to the shitty boyfriend level yet
3: yeah well i mean this is part of the uh yeah so there's a shitty boyfriend level and that like part of that the storytelling is like oh all his stuff is still here because he's lived in this apartment like before you right Mm -hmm. and so you are trying to like navigate around existing with him you know yeah um and yeah, I think the, I think the thing is, little stuff like that can be really poignant, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if I have much more to say about that, but that is a th- there is a thing that there's a thing that happens, and there's sort of a contrasting healthier relationship where you're moving in together at the same time.
0: It yeah, and I mean, I don't know, it's a cute game. I like the way it looks a lot.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's like I guess we didn't. It's like pixel art, right? Mm-hmm it's like highly um,
0: detailed though like i don't know what the yes. term for that is right it's like higher res or whatever more pixels
3: yeah well yeah so it's very like um you know it's these very like tenderly drawn pixel art objects so it's like a very well like an iPod you know <laughs> and uh like a I, I especially like how all the the consoles that show up like denote what time period things are in I yeah that's pretty cute um,
0: I do no, wish no. that some of that stuff was a little bit bigger, or that you had the option to. Like, I know that you can like zoom in and stuff, but I wish there was an option to where you could like double click on something and just make it bigger.
3: Because yeah, I did like. A I bit thought small. it was cute because I was like, um, because you know you you put away like a bunch of books and games, and there is kind of like an implicit, uh, like, um. Like there's a DVD case that goes throughout the game. It's like, oh, this is movie ghost town. I know like what movie this is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like IRL. And sometimes it would be nice to like be able to look at that and be like, what GameCube game is this? <laughs> <You>
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like, just mean even I just meant for me, even from like an accessibility thing, there were times where I was looking yeah. at something and I was like, what is this?
3: Yes. Yeah. No, I, have, I had that too. Actually, it happened a few times. And that was like that got tricky where it was like, I don't know where to put this.
0: Yeah, cuz I feel like I don't the know game has is. like, yeah, the game has this like implied logic of where it thinks certain ga- things should be, and it's yeah, a lot yeah. harder to figure that out if you don't know what it is.
3: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um and uh yeah. Um and the thing is, I think I I didn't have too much trouble with this cuz
3: I was mostly on the game's wavelength with it, and I think also you can turn it off. You can't turn off like the item restriction stuff that like prevents you from putting stuff
1: in certain rooms um, but I didn't mess with that, so I don't actually i don't actually know um, all right, do we wanna do official spoiler zone here? Yes, official spoiler zone okay, so um
3: so but basically, the arc of this game is like this woman um coming out of college and having a shitty boyfriend and then moving back in with her parents and then. Getting a new place and sort of figuring out her life, and then finding a girlfriend, and then they have a kid together. And so the last level is like you moving into your house,
1: right, and like having a nursery and stuff. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's cute, right? Um, I find it.
3: It's v- it's just very trite in a way that kind of grated on me. I think, um, yeah. and so I, I think that's one of the things that's tricky. I don't even, and I feel like maybe I'm t- carrying in baggage from outside, like conversations into okay. it. But I was very like, "Oh yeah, this is cutesy," but like, can we imagine a queer future that isn't like trad wife homesteading? <laughs> maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of hard because I can see, like, I a hundred percent get where you're coming from, and then I'm thinking about it from like a dev perspective, and I'm like, "Well, it's yeah. a- it's a game about." You know, moving house. So it kind of makes sense that eventually, like, right, you end up in a house.
3: Yes. Yeah, for sure. But
0: there's like so much that goes into that in terms of like, okay, well, so who is this person? And like, you know, right. And I, what kind of future are we envisioning here?
3: Yeah. Well, I think also it kind of like this is like maybe a little galaxy brain, but there is like, so when you move into the boyfriend's apartment early in the game, like everything's really sterile. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like all these hard lines, sort of like modern, um, I'm trying to think like it's not mid-century modern, but sort of like, you know, luxury apartment kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and sort of the implication through that is like, oh, he's like cold and you know, distant and and all that stuff, right? Um, and then when your girlfriend moves in with you, it's like she has all these warm clothes and colors and stuff. And it's like, oh, like she's really caring. And I just think that's like I think that's kind of bullshit. I, You know, like, I don't think yeah. that like, the aesthetics of someone's home necessarily like, dictate their being. And I think there's something weirdly like gender essentialist about it too. Um, but I also feel like I'm being I'm like harshing the vibe on what is like, really cute game that people will like i think generally right and not even like i think it, I, i'm not like being like oh this game's harmful it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way I <laughs> but think it's and...
0: hard because we've also right been like mired in the fucking wholesome games shit
3: yes yeah and
0: like this is primed for that i believe it was shown during like the actual mm-hmm. wholesome yeah. game showcase which again like there's nothing wrong with that but it's again the weird mixing in of like cuteness as a moral good and like
3: yes yeah yeah it's it's very funky right and i think it's part of it is like i i i want to be careful about how i talk about it because i do feel like i'm putting something on the game that it like was likely never (laughs) intended to be in conversation with right but i think also part of it is like i think there's sort of a um There's been sort of this is like maybe this is just a video game thing, but I feel like there's a shift. People would often talk about like, you know, four or five years ago. People be like, why aren't there any like wholesome queer stories? Like every queer story is about people dying, right? Or people suffering, you know? And um, and then the then I feel like we've kind of fallen to the flip side of that where like every queer story, at least in like I think mainstream indie video games. Right, from, like, Gone Home on, is everything works out for these people, right? And nothing is ever said,
1: you know?
0: Yeah. Um It's, I think it's it's kind of ultimately that, like, we just need more, like, uh, just a, a breadth of the stories to be made available. So, like, this yeah. shit mm-hmm. feels less, like,
3: Yeah, well, prominent. I think that's also, the thing is, like, I, when, and, like, some of the games I'll I bring up here when we talk about other games we played, like I played, I guess, because you didn't play them, but, uh, you know, are sort of dealing with queerness, right? But it's very subtextual or sort of, and I think that's also part of the issue is that like, not not that it's bad, but I think once something becomes hashtag representation, it like takes on a different level of discourse, which I think is actually unfair to the thing
1: and unfair to like other works that are sort of dealing with stuff more subtextually, right? Um, You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's complex, and that's like you know. And the the thing is, yeah.
3: Ultimately, I think the game's cute, and I think if it appeal, if the idea of like unpacking things appeals to you and getting sort of a light narrative about like, oh, well, like, I guess this is also the thing is that the game is about like object accumulation in a specific way, right? That it's like the the end state that's like where you are happiest is when you have the most stuff and own a home, right? And there's like an implicit logic, a materialist logic in that right that i'm kind of uncomfortable with um but also i think the the game that's like what the game is the game is about unpacking stuff so i don't really like yeah i don't know it's it's weird i i ended up being like kind of grumpy about it even though like i definitely had a really good time with it and i think people will have a good time with it and i also i'm like i'm galaxy braining
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's about where i'm at with it
0: I think I don't think that any of those takes are like wildly out there. I think it's just a lot that you have to think about, like when you make a game about, you know, like the notion of a home.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Because I, I mean, that's part of the thing is the the restriction is its strength and its weakness. Because because you were only interacting with the objects, it takes on this sort of weird rhetorical element, um, but also that is, like, the joy of the game, right? And the sort of tactile element, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's nice, like, it's... I, well, the thing is, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as subtle, but it's, like, nice to play a game where it's, like, very... It is everything... The layer, mechanical layer and the narrative layer are one and the same, right? There's very little, like,
1: differentiation between those two things, and that's kind of fun, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that they did a really good job of, like... You know, doing that environmental storytelling. Yeah. Actually.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I but I think that's part of the thing is like it I was like, oh, this is cute. And it's like also it's like, oh, this is like this is it's not like Gone Home, but it's kind of that vibe where it's like, oh, you mm-hmm. go through this sort of right. Like it feels so similar to stuff. It ended up feeling so similar to stuff I played before that I think that um, you know, that's unfair to what Disunder because I think it does all that stuff well. Right. But yeah, do you want to talk about some other games, or are we? Do you have any closing thoughts about unpacking? Oh, and also, it's on Game Pass, so like, if you have Game Pass, you should like
2: check out. Yeah, you
0: it can out. just play it. You can yeah, just, you can just do it.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's you know, it's like it's not even it's not even a gigabyte, right? Yeah,
0: so... it was, it's yeah, it's very small, and it's also yeah. pretty quick. Like it's silly that I didn't finish it; I just fell down an inscription hole.
3: Yes. Um, yeah. Um yeah so i think that's like kind of the thing i think if you i think again like if the pitch appeals to you you will probably like it or get something out of it right
0: yeah i think Um, i also probably would have been a little bit more um like bought into it if i had been playing it on like my switch just mm because i think the tactileness of the controller would have helped me a little bit
2: oh yeah that
3: makes sense i i think that's interesting because like part of it i had a hard time imagining what it would be like on controller um just because so i played it on pc right and um just because like i click up a thing and like there's sort of a hidden object layer to it right and i guess it just works the same way with a controller but um
1: yeah Yeah. i think think maybe you're right i don't know
0: yeah because i played it on pc too and i was like damn i really would rather be playing this on switch
3: yeah sometimes i mean you know for all its faults sometimes you really do want to be playing something on switch that's just like
0: I acknowledge um, <laughs> that I'm a Mark, but I just, I love my Swiss. Yeah. I got the, i got that OLED boy.
1: Oh, damn. Getting fancy mm. up in here.
0: It's its pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um oh. that's,
0: what I,
3: that's what I, I remember being like, what the fuck would it got announced? And people seem to be pretty happy with it. And I guess it's only like a $50 upgrade, so it's not like unreasonable. Yeah, I
0: truly just like... I mean, I ate the cost of mine because I kept my old one, too,
2: mm, um, mm-hmm.
0: because I'm a monster. Right. But um, it just feels like what the Switch just, like, should have been.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes also, sense. Also, I yeah. haven't
0: seen many people talk about it, but the way they redid the kickstand on this one, so much better.
3: Yeah, I believe that. That's, that's the weird thing is that the Switch is kind of a shoddily constructed...
0: Yeah, like it's so much nicer thing. than like the one, like the little skinny one that you can like pop out. This one is nice because it's like the whole back.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah.
1: It's that really nice. nice.
3: Yeah. I yeah I like kind of been thinking about it, but I don't have enough money, so.
0: Yeah, look, I'm not like I'm not gonna tell anybody to do anything, but like I don't <laughs> regret my decision.
3: Yeah. Um, you're also just the like, white.
0: Joybots just... are sexy as hell, dude. They look nice.
3: Yeah. White can look really nice. Um it's also scary the little dirty.
0: doc makes it look like my PlayStation had a baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I mean, that's true. It's just a little PlayStation baby.
0: It's just a It takes a little like five percent
3: of the power consumption.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um anyway, now that yeah. my fucking switch OLED minute <laughs> is over.
3: <laughs> you're just you're informing the consumer in classic game journalist style. Listen. You are
0: i'm for the people <laughs> yeah um would you like to talk about your first game
3: yeah sure so i actually just played today this game called abyssal somewhere or zero underscore abyssal somewhere um and uh i would actually really like to play it again it's kind of um
0: is it like a tiny one that you can it's, play online? yeah it's like 30 minutes or... it Took
3: me like 30 minutes um and it's like fairly straightforward narrative game, like exploration game. You're like this. The thing is, it's kind of hard to describe. You're like this knight, and you're in this sort of concrete palace and you're exploring it. Um, it has like, it's, I don't want to make this comparison, but I'm going to, because I do think it is genuinely in conversation, but like, it's kind of soulsy. And in that you are like this sort of forsaken warrior, exploring this long dead you know civilization and sort of vaguely piecing together what happened to it as you explore
2: you
0: really gotta play ender lilies
3: yeah i should i like hollow knight
0: you know it's just i feel like it's like everything that's like good about hollow knight but like not dumbed down but just made more simple and easy and but also it's like your bullshit of like a religion that <laughs> consumes yeah, no, and it's on, uh, like a it's plague is that's it... maybe tied to God. And
3: is it on switch?
0: Yeah, or... it is.
3: Okay. Okay. Cause maybe, cause I'll be, I, I'm going to be out of town for a little bit. And so I can't log my PC around with me, obviously.
0: Yeah. Um, I, like so it maybe enough, all... I got a PC code and I bought it on switch.
3: Mm. Oh, it, it runs okay.
0: Yeah. I think it's good. I okay. like it
3: on Switch. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, maybe I'll pick that up and that'll be my holiday game. Yeah. Um, uh but yeah, so the thing is it's really um it's very like terse and evocative. And there's also lots of like oh well, yeah, like you know this is my shit because it's also like there you go into a room and suddenly you're looking, you know, it's a fixed camera angle this game's got fixed camera angles oh god it's a fixed camera
0: angle
2: is gonna love it
3: um and yeah the thing is kind of describing like what happened the sort of the stuff about like concrete and this is also the thing is it's drawing on sort of souls but it's very distinctly like aesthetically the only really echo of that is your character who's like this knight right otherwise it's like really stark and sort of um modern and brutalist i guess because it's like all these sort of concrete walls and um and there's also all of these like things of like modern life in on earth there's you 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 find like a road like an asphalt road at one point there's you know big like cable towers and stuff like that right and so this implication i i mean is that this is like after climate change um in some sort of future way and you were sort of like wandering through. And apparently this is like one part of a the sequence. There's also a video that's kind of a sequel. Um and there's like a third game that is reportedly still being worked on. Like I don't know if this game came out 3 years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also just really striking. It has some really cool. Like again, it kind of it uses montage occasionally. There's not really cut scenes, but you know, images will like interrupt your play, right? And stuff. And I guess sort of a fair warning, like this game does have like kind of flashing lights and stuff like that. You I think there's it like in the itch description, there's sort of some stuff about that, right? Um anyway, I think, yeah, I was really enamored with it on First Blush. I'd really like to play it again. Cause also I did there's one point where I like picked up a harpoon and then I could use the harpoon on something, and I didn't, and then I never went back to that place. <laughs> right and so i was like oh maybe there's like a whole th- or maybe there's multiple endings or maybe there's like a different room or you know whatever right and also i think it's a game that um it feels like literally rich i guess that's maybe not the right way to put it but there's like stuff going on that i think a replay would help elucidate right um but yeah if you want like a, a weird little thing for 30 minutes i think you could i i mean this is great you know, this is a really cool object. And I think it's the way it's in conversation with like big games, um, feels really unique. it, it doesn't feel like it's uh like it feels like a genuine expansion of uh of of y kind of aesthetics. Um, I guess. I don't know. I feels like a little unfair because Dark Souls is not the only thing that this game is pulling from. Yeah, you know, there's lots of like Christian religious imagery, there's also sort of like, you know, Sheraldic
1: Night stuff, right? There's all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, do you have any questions? You want to move on to your first game?
0: Yes. Um, so my first game is called Kaiju Noir.
3: Um, so two things I like
0: (laughs) it's it's pretty. the The title does pretty much say it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a noir. Noir. I don't know how you say that. Whatever.
3: Uh, I think either I've heard
2: either, so I think you're
0: good. Um, the black and white detective film style. Yeah. It's that, but it's with, uh, monsters. And they're like, it's interesting because it. Right, they call it kaiju. But they're not, like, necessarily strictly, um, uh, you know, like, Japanese big monsters. Um, they're, they're kind, they they play kind of fast and loose with the term kaiju, I
1: think. Right, yeah. Um, but you play as a non-binary,
0: uh, vaguely godzilla e detective named, uh, karibara uh and yeah it's kind of a it's a, it's a noir visual novel you're like dealing with crime in the city of uh new monstropolis which is like <laughs> underground because you know monsters um and you're like your agency is struggling so you're trying to you know keep things together and then the plot kind of starts when You get this new client who has this, you know, very big case for you that very clearly is either going to, like, pay off really well for you or just, like,
2: be bad.
3: Right. Um, Or, you know, mm -hmm. reveal some sort of corruption at the heart of the city that will, you know, land you in jail or kill you or, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, you've seen, you've seen the (laughs) genre. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it's according to the itch page, it's about two to three hours depending on your reading speed. I'm about, I think I want to say I'm about halfway through it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it. I like the art a lot. Um, they do an interesting thing where, like, you know, like visual novels will usually like assign different characters colors. Um, yeah, to kind of mm-hmm. distinguish them and so it does that but since it's you know a noir story like all of the characters are black and white but they'll just have like accents of their color
1: yeah
0: um so like your like your player character has like purple spikes and like purple horns coming out of their hat um and the like that character that shows up to give you the job has like green fur around her neck um but then the rest will be, you know, in the monochromatic stuff and it looks really nice. Um and it's just like it, it's a little silly, but it's like fun and cool and I mean, you know me and my monster shit. So Yeah,
3: that's true. Also yeah, like, I like this bat la- I mean, I like bat ladies, but You
0: like a bat? Was... I knew that. Yeah. Um also one of the points, one of the features on this list is monstrously queer positivity positivity <laughs> and anti-authoritarianism.
3: Yeah. There
0: so what else could you want?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see because what what you've pitched is very like obviously engaged with um, noir in terms of uh, like the th- themes. And I wonder if it sort of does kaiju stuff in the description here. It says something about like the the monsters of ancient times live under the earth. Right. They're sort of yeah. outcast from humanity or like don't want to get involved.
2: Mm-hmm. So Maybe
3: that's sort of be curious about that but the thing is i guess with kaiju fixtures they're always getting involved that's the whole thing
0: yeah yeah kaiju their (laughs) whole thing is they're like hey (laughs)
2: hey i'm getting involved
3: (laughs) yeah what's the godzilla protector of of uh the planet or whatever i don't remember
0: i don't there's i one. don't know that much about godzilla honestly other than that me i
3: mean i Big. i was really into godzilla as a, as a kid and i have very fond memories of watching godzilla versus mothra um as a child uh
0: godzilla has a baby right
3: yeah there's yeah there's one there's one where godzilla's a baby there's all kind i mean there's there's so many godzillas you know But that's one of them. So
0: I think it's less... It feels... I think that it is, like, pulling from those kinds of films, certainly. Especially with, like, the design of the main character that you play.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But
0: it's definitely leaning more into, like, the noir noir stuff and, like, just overall monster fuckery. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think. Uh, But I also am not super familiar with that genre aside from, like, Pacific Rim, so...
3: Right. Which does have, like, I mean, I... I'm not super familiar either, but Pacific Rim does have like a lot of the stuff, you know. It is like in some ways
1: a, you know, very much drawing on all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, that looks cool. I'd be interested in it. Um,
0: what is your next game, Grace?
3: My next game is called Last Land, and this is also one I didn't finish um, because it's kind of confusing, but in a very interesting way so it's a it's a first person exploration game um, and it's very like low resolution it kind of uh, oh, I, I don't I hate making these kinds of comparisons but also words are failing me so it's kind of like paratopic um, uh-huh. in terms of like like it's very lo-fi uh, first person environments right um, and it kind of cuts between basically you're this person exploring some sort of ancient city and it cuts between that and sort of like regular urban life. Um, like as you're, you know, but like, it's, it's still sort of weird and fucked up. Like there's one part where you're on like a submarine or something, like there's all these sort of air sealed doors and you don't know where that is. And, you know, it, it has these sort of very, like, um, it cuts between this stuff and sort of hanging it together as you going through this sort of underground city. And then as you discover stuff, it cuts away from that too. Like, you know, not... Is it, like, a past experience that you had, right? Or is it another person? Or, you know, you don't really know, right? Um, And I didn't get that far into it because there's also, like... There's, like, a language system in this game where, like, you can...
0: Oh, wild.
3: Yeah, so, like, you can hit a every button... Every game...
0: I'm sorry. Every game that has a language system, I'm just like, what?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I didn't, like... I didn't know how or when to use it and the game didn't tutorialize it. I like looked it up in the, you know, as I was like looking at the, uh, the control scheme. Right. And so you can like, so you can play it on a controller and you like hit a button and then you can like select different symbols and then hit that button again. And it like plays notes or like sort of little sounds. And the idea is I think you can kind of build a, like there's sort of a language, Right. And maybe Mm -hmm. you can use that to interface with the world in some way. I didn't really find any of that stuff. So I really want to, and I probably there's like an online component too, that like you can run into other players who will like speak to you with this language. Um, You know, although I, you know, I'm playing, this came out this year, but it, you know, I'm still playing it well after release. So I don't really know if I would encounter anyone right? (laughs) or Mm -hmm. if that's like how that really works. Um, But yeah, really cool. Really interesting um it has sort of a apocalyptic i think like again like i was not super far into it but i think there's sort of this implication this is in the title it's kind of about indigeneity right Mm -hmm. or about like there being something that existed before you right and that is like in the earth right and that you have to sort of like engage with and that is both haunting and beautiful right Mm -hmm. um you know anyway really i yeah i really enjoyed it but Uh, I need to give it I think I might actually start it over again and sort of see like if there's something I
1: missed or you know kind of to spend a little more time with it but yeah I I really liked it Um, that sounds really cool it also sounds very intimidating because like yeah the thing is that
0: are smart in those kinds of ways are usually like a lot for me
3: (laughs) yeah well it was it's very it's pretty directionless and like I kind of stopped playing because i could i literally couldn't find where to go next right and so mm-hmm. that's part of why i want to kick it up again and just kind of see you know what um what i noticed this next time or especially knowing that this that there's a system that i wasn't interacting with at all right
2: mm-hmm.
3: um so yeah so i i don't i think it'd be an interesting game to maybe play with a group of people and go along together and maybe try and like figure stuff out together you know um because yeah i agree like it was it was kind of intimidating but i think in i think in a productive way and i still did get through it most of it pretty intuitively right um but there is like some fuckery with like uh hidden you know like um invisible walls and stuff like that or like what i mean by that is there's one part where um you find yourself behind a wall a seeming wall and it's actually just like you know you can walk through it But if you come at it from the other side, you can't see that, right? You just see a wall and you're like, oh, there's nothing back there. But there is something back there, right? And you have to like approach it to a different angle to get there and stuff like that. So um, I think that's also one of the cool things about it is it's like in terms of like movement mechanics, it's just like moving around and jumping, right? But it uses that stuff in a way where you have to be thinking about, you know how you can deploy that stuff there's sort of a platformy element to it where it's like okay can i jump up this hill and then there might like, get to an area that like you know it doesn't
1: seem like i'm supposed to go to but maybe i can go there you know that kind of thing it's pretty cool yeah that's neat i like i feel like
0: i've been learning i feel like i finally understand a lot of the language of games that a lot of people had from a younger age because they were playing more like 3d platformers and shit.
2: Yeah, And mm-hmm. so now
0: I'm, like, finally getting the, like, oh, when I enter an area, I can, like, poke around, and there might be things and, like...
3: Right, yes, yeah.
0: I feel like I'm, like, a lot more literate in those spaces, and so things that do cool things with those spaces are cool. Yeah,
3: well, I, yeah, that's that's really interesting, because part of that's, like, that's video games to me. <laughs> that's what you do in a video game. <laughs> so yeah. you go to a space and you poke around, you know?
1: I... For a long
0: time it was like video game is story that I walk
3: through <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah.
0: punch a man.
3: It's I mean it's that too, you know. I guess like what 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 uh I we if it's alright, we can go down this rabbit hole, but like did yeah. you grow up with Nintendo or like what was you have a like PlayStation or what was your I like had, console growing up?
0: My first console was a Super Nintendo and then I, I only had I had like under ten games for it. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly, like, Mario and stuff. And I just, like, didn't get a lot of stuff. And I had a hard time with the platforming, so I didn't get super far in those.
3: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I had Donkey Kong. And I had the X-Men game. <laughs> super Nintendo.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I, it's supposed to be, like, a minor classic, right? I, I loved Nintendo? that
0: game. I yeah. didn't finish it ever. And, again, also Battletoads. got my ass beat in Battletoads.
3: Right, God, Battletoads.
0: And I didn't know that it was, like, infamously hard. I thought I just sucked.
3: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Well, that's the thing is you're. It's you know, you can't just go on a forum and be like, "This game's kicking my ass," and people are like, "Yeah,
2: like that's the game, <laughs> kick your ass." Yeah, like right? I just I was
0: too. I was playing it when I was too young, and I just didn't realize it. And then I would like, kind of moved away from games as I got older. So like, I didn't mm-hmm. find out until I was like, you know, <laughs> in my twenties.
2: Yeah, oh, and I was like, oh, cool.
0: damn. Um, but, and then from there I had a PS2 and again, I just had like kind of random games cause it would just be, you know, like what was ever, whatever was on sale right. or like, yeah. just or like my dad would let me pick something and he'd give me a price range and then I would just pick whatever like looked cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of like, this was my Game Boy Advance experience in a big way was like, you know, my parents gave me a Muppet show game for Christmas <laughs> one year. Right. <laughs> And it was like a bunch of Muppet mini games, you know, <laughs> and stuff. And so, yeah, that's it's like, weird.
2: Awesome.
3: yeah, I mean, maybe it's good. Who knows? It's out there. I'm sure you could get a ROM for it. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's like a weird element that's like now absent because of like. Stuff like, I mean, Minecraft or Fortnite, where it's like that stuff like dominates the like being a kid, and it's very hard to just like go into a store and get something weird, that you know. Uh So yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting because I I guess like my first console was a Wii, and you know the first couple of games I played for it were, uh, Mario Galaxy and Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which are super games about poking around, <laughs> you know. So yeah, like
0: I hadn't played a Zelda like Breath of the Wild is my first Zelda game.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just, I hadn't played those. I'd never played, like, a Banjo-Kazooie or anything like mm. that.
2: You I should, played, um...
0: like, one Spyro game, but it wasn't even, like, one of the main ones. It was the fucking spin-off one on the GameCube, like.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, you should play, you didn't play Nine 2, right? No. You should play that. Because um, I think it's, like, uh, I mean, part of it's, like, it's a 3D platformer and a Zelda-like. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, like, go into people's minds and then you're in a little Zelda thing little, like, Link's Awakening kind of vibe. And, um, also, yeah, I think it would just, like, peek at some of those things. But also, it's like a game where you play, a, you go through a story and punch a guy. It's also, <laughs> you know, something you do in that. So.
2: Um,
0: this is a good way to transition back into games because yeah. my second game is Zelda-like.
1: Oh, there you go! Okay.
0: Yeah, so, Eastward, I need to look up. the
3: yeah so actually i i have this downloaded and i accidentally opened it and then watched the anime opening
1: Uh
3: uh-huh um then didn't didn't play it because i was like gonna play something else rip i think i was booting up far cry 6 and accidentally booted up eastward and i should have just should have left far cry 6 behind
0: yeah so I I got a code for Eastward because um I was looking at it to maybe cover for what's cooking because it does have a cooking system.
1: Oh right right right.
0: Um and I didn't really know what to expect. Like I knew it was gonna be Zelda like, and I knew that there was like kind of like like the first chapter is definitely like one of those tip of the iceberg things before the like shit cracks mm. open.
1: Yes yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um and so I knew that going in. Um, but I played it and this is where I was actually really feeling the like, oh, I understand how to do this. Because like there's a the version of me like a couple of years ago even who was playing this game and like would have needed guides mm-hmm.
1: because I yeah. like
0: just couldn't figure out shit. And this time I was like, oh no, like they have taught me how to do this. I understand what I'm doing. I, like, can open the guide and, like, look at the moves that I have and be like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's been like that, because there's a lot of puzzles in the... um, I'm only in the second chapter, Mm -hmm. um, because the first chapter is pretty long. But there's, like, a lot of different kinds of puzzles, and there's a lot of, like, locked doors that you have to maneuver around to get keys to and stuff like that you also
2: yeah
0: yeah. you also just like straight up have bombs um
3: yeah like also classic zelda shit yeah bomb
0: the only thing that's like different is eventually it becomes a game where you like alternate between two characters Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: um and their ability like um john is just link like john is link with like if he looked like joel from the last of us (laughs) (laughs) um and but then you also have another character named sam um and her abilities are like totally different than his um so that kind of adds a wrinkle to it and the whole premise is basically that you're like you play as john to start and the anime intro that you mentioned like kind of tells like the prequel story of like um, John and all of the characters that you first meet, like, live in this underground city that has a mine, um, because, like, as far as they know, the outside world is, like, a toxic hellscape, essentially. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and so they live in this, like, kind of fucked up company town, um, where the mayor is, like, the company essentially
3: right yeah okay
0: um and then in the prequel like intro thing you kind of see like john while working in the mine finds sam in a like shiny tube thing um and then you know ends up like taking her in and taking care of her and according to her she is she you know has seen the surface um and says that it's, like, you know, blue skies and it's very green and, you know, completely different than right. what they know to be true. And so then that's kind of the main tension of the first chapter is, like, trying to take care of Sam, trying to deal with this, like, shitbag mayor, and then trying to deal with the fact that, like, Sam insists on saying, you know, that the outside world is fine, and that's, like, blasphemy in the town. and
3: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you're kind of just dealing with that, and then once that kind of escalates, you get into the, like, and then we kicked the fucking door down, and there was mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I don't know. Um, I really liked the vibe of the first chapter, so I would have kind of honestly been down to just, like, I don't know, keep vibing in the little fucked up underground town.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I got you.
0: But I don't know. I am interested to see where it's gonna go.
1: Yeah, I um I,
3: I think this is like pretty classic. I mean this is also do you do you remember this YA book uh City of Ember, I think it was called?
2: Yeah.
3: It's very like similar premise, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, this is a pretty classic stuff. I'd be curious to see because there is sort of an element it's like once you get to the outside world, like what is revealed about things and like how does that like shape
2: yeah you
3: know so a lot depends on that second element right yeah
0: well and the game i think to its credit the game is very much like giving you the um what is it like dramatic irony right of Mm -hmm. knowing that the world isn't fucked up in the way that the mayor says it is
2: yeah um Mm -hmm.
0: because you get that you know from the intro even And from Sam, and then two. As at one point, you see characters who are like, you know, not they have come underground from somewhere.
2: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Um. And so, like, yeah, the game is like very much telling you, like, yeah, this is the truth. So then, it 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 kind of establishes like the game is not going to be about figuring out the truth of that matter. It's going to be about you know getting out and then seeing i I don't know what's gonna happen now but,
1: but yeah we're on
3: a train <laughs> love to be on a train love um, to be on a train yeah well this is also this is a weird poll for this but it's also metro exodus has the same thing where it's like oh there might be life outside of moscow and we just don't know didn't know before and so we're gonna take this train and find out
2: yeah it's
0: true train? it is like that except Except <laughs> with this, like minor spoiler for the the end of the first chapter of Eastward, but you get yeah. banished,
2: right? So, yeah, <laughs> and
0: the train, the train, they call the train chair on and like say oh, that it's gotcha, like, gotcha, yeah, it's like a monster taking people, you know, to the poisoned, whatever, right, above the ground. Quickest. Yeah, okay, um, yeah,
1: that's
3: interesting.
0: But other than that, it is it's very similar.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I just mean to say that it's like uh and this is not a knock necessarily but also you know the george lucas's debut film thx 1148 is also this
2: is also about
0: yeah. <laughs> like it's you very, know i think it's like
3: so um, it's just an established like yeah setup, it's, a, right? it's,
0: a, it's a what's the like an archetype at this point yes yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and i think the game is aware of that um just in the fact that yeah like all of the stuff that those kind of like you know, postulate about the game's already like, no, like, we know the truth. We know what's out there. We're going. We just got to figure out how. And then
1: now the rest of the game is like, well, I don't, I guess we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds
3: cool. I'd be, I'm also just kind of always down for a Zelda game, mm-hmm. honestly. It's um, nice. It
0: also looks nice. It's um another pixel art one that is a little bit less it's definitely less detailed than well it does have a lot
3: of sort of hand-drawn stuff too right are there like character portraits or anything or am i
0: um i'm trying to remember i've played way too many games the past like three days yeah um but i actually i mostly am only remembering i think it's only pixel art
2: okay yeah
3: well because the cause the opening has this very like
0: Yes, um... the opening has like a really cool kind of like almost like sketchier cartoon network style to it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um it's really pretty. It's like Cartoon Network anime sketchy. Um it's cool. But yeah, the rest of the game so far has not looked like that.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. Well, that sounds cool. I'd like to get, to,
3: I I have a list of games that I'd like to get to before the end of the year, and it is actually, it's just too long.
1: I won't be able to do it, but maybe I'll set aside some time for, for that. Um, yeah, well, Uh. I think actually we're kind of, I mean, I'm actually okay on time,
3: but maybe we just want to do one more game for me and then we can wrap up with your last one. Yeah, um, that works for me. Yeah, so the next one is uh, Flesh, Blood, and Concrete, it's called.
1: This also came out this year, I think. Damn, Grace,
0: um, a gamer.
1: Yeah. Such a gamer, that's me.
3: Did I, okay, uh, before we get, I have to tell tell you a story. So, uh, my wife is very craftsy, and so okay. she would go to this craft store, locally owned craft store in uh, Utah. Where we used to live and uh she ran into a friend of mine from high school there and they were just talking and she bought, uh she'd bought a jigsaw puzzle um cuz I like to do jigsaw puzzles fun fact about me um and uh and yeah she's my wife was just telling this friend about it's like yeah Grace really likes to do jigsaw puzzles and stuff and his friend was like yeah that makes sense she does have a gamer's mind <laughs> <laughs> So,
2: Get wrecked. I,
3: yeah, this is the thing. She did not meet it as an own, I don't think, but got fucking destroyed. Um
2: those are
0: the worst ones. Is when the person doesn't mean to, but they just like <laughs> cut you to your fucking core.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the thing is, I've I've come to peace with it, you know? Um, to some degree. Uh we're I, I think any anyone who is working in games or does criticism games is a little bit gamer. And that's just like something we have to live with, collectively. Yeah, it's, our,
0: it's it's our burden to bear.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. So flesh, and concrete is. I'm trying to remember exactly where it's from, but um, it's like former Eastern Bloc, and it's set there too. Um, it's about this I I, I know, kind of gender ambiguous person um, who I don't think is ever explicitly pronouned, uh, but Lena and they they go out in the winter to die basically they just like are going to oh. like order to freeze to death in our car and like that's but they end up they run out of gas at this um like this old soviet apartment complex that's completely abandoned except there's you know a young girl there who's like leading them through the apartments and there's like weird stuff going on you know like doors don't go there's Doors hanging like above the floor, and there's you know, you go through a door and then go back through the same door, and it leads somewhere else, and you know, classic like it's it's a haunted house kind of thing, right? Um, it's an RPG maker game, so it's you know top down, right, and that has sort of like hand drawn kind of visual novel interludes. Okay. Um, and yeah, actually, I wrote about it on my blog. Um. And that uh, has some spoilers in it, but I signal them. And uh, yeah, I think this game's great. I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's interesting. It's also I I wrote about for Uppercut. I actually, wrote about um, Tomorrow Won't Come for those without blank. And it's kind of a similar in a similar kind of space. That's also an RPG Maker horror game. Um, you know, that sort of interest splices kind of RPG Maker puzzles and things like that um, with hand-drawn sort of visual novel kind of stuff. Um and uh and it's also those are both games also sort of about decaying Soviet infrastructure and um the way the the world shifted um you know when this sort of major socialist power was was defeated and like became capitalized, right? Um and and the thing is the thing that's really cool I think about Flesh Blood on Concrete is it is a horror story and it is kind of scary But it's also the house is actually pretty because most haunted houses and, uh, you know, speaking really generally here, it's like, oh, you go and there's like sort of the stately manner. It's beautiful, but there's something like hideous and, you know, underneath the surface. Right. There's something wrong with it. Right. And it's not uh, it can be immediately apparent, but it's not always right. And usually isn't right. But the but the apartment complex in flesh, blood and concrete is kind of like straightforwardly what it is. Right. And like, you know, you like correctly identify it as sort of like a, a a Venus flytrap for humans right off. And that's kind of what it is. Right. And there's something. But the thing is, it's more like symbiotic than that. And there's sort of a sense of like, if you stay here, you can get assimilated into this like beautiful, fleshy system. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so it's, I think it's really cool in the way it plays with like expectations about this kind of stuff where it ends up being a lot more sort of philosophical and warm rather than, like, scary and sort of like, oh, like, you know, it doesn't escalate in the way you would expect a haunted house story to. Um, I think that's really cool.
0: That sounds really neat and also maybe scarier because it's
2: warm.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's part of the... the I mean, yeah, I don't want to, like, spoil anything, but, but sort of this girl right like there is a version of this where it's like oh you meet this girl and she seems really nice but secretly she's trying to like eat you and she's like representative of the house and that's kind of true but she's actually really nice to you right (laughs) like and it's it comes from a genuine place right there's no like there's no trick you know about it right and i think that that element of it you know and especially for someone who's coming off of you know, a suicide attempt, essentially, right, is like, you know, there, there's this like kind of hefty existential element to the horror in it that is offset and played in by sort of the like sticky, sweet, fleshy warmth that the game, you know, and there's also like all this because, you know, you're going through all these living spaces, right? And sometimes you'll find a room that's like relatively pristine. And sometimes you'll walk into a room and there'll be a big pile of guts in there or whatever. Right. (laughs) Like there's sort of this, you know, but they're all sort of connected. They're all part of the same thing. Right. Like it's not like, Oh, the, the gut room and the like regular room are like, you know, the gut room is like the secret that the regular room is hiding. They're both, they both exist simultaneously. Right. right? In the same sort of space. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I, I highly recommend it. It's like 45 minutes, I think. Um, and you just have a couple endings, but it's easy to
1: save. It has, like, an RPG Maker save system, so you can sort of tinker around with that. I think that every game should let me save Scum. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of with you. Um,
3: well, okay, yes, I, I agree. I, I was like, but I'd be like, actually, I don't want to save Summon's to Souls, and it's like, well, that doesn't mean you couldn't, that you shouldn't be allowed to. It can just be like a button in the options menu that you turn on. Let's you save scum, you know, yeah.
0: give yeah. me the save Scum save scum, switch.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What if switch had like built in save scum where you could like suspend the application like you could in. Uh, on the on the Wii. Or in the be, three, like 3DS. So
0: they should have that because the PlayStation 5 has that.
3: Oh, and... damn.
0: The Switcher fucking owns, dude. Um, that's my favorite thing about the PlayStation Five is the Switcher.
3: Yeah, um, that's cool. <laughs> Whenever you say Switcher, I think of the Switch port of The Witcher. That's
0: <laughs> that's fair. To be fair, like some games, like right, like when I'm playing Apex, if I'm if I switch out of it into something else for too long, it'll disconnect me just because like right, right, right. It, it, it knows you're idling or whatever. Yeah. but yeah, like I currently have, I think where I don't want to do more, but I did have, I had Yakuza open just like suspended off and on for like a
3: month Wow, you know people say and like quick resume seems really cool too on xbox so Uh, maybe maybe we'll see I guess it's my this is a weird thing is it is kind of my job now yeah Um, so I can write that off write that shit off
0: yeah dude that's what I'm gonna do with my my double switch
3: yeah (laughs) 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 we live like kings (laughs) Uh, um, yeah do you want to talk about your last video game here
0: yes my last videos game is called first bite uh and it's from a studio that is also called first bite Mm. um and it's some like it's some 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 or can't I use words? It's like some games writers that like folks may be aware of, especially if you're like, you know, into the uh queer visual novel scene. Um, like Chris Wise from uh Lunaris is part of it. Um Danny D is part of it. Um Soha oh, I can't remember Soha's last name. Um, but I believe that she worked on, like, some Bioware projects in the past. Um, she is on there, so it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of cool folks. And basically, it is a, uh, an 18 plus, definitely. It is a very much an an, an SFW, I would say, Mm -hmm. uh, visual novel about, like, one night that you're spending, um... With these three vampires. and Sick. Yeah. They're <laughs> all super hot. Um, all of them are very, very attractive. All three of them are super hot. Um, and yeah, you're just... I don't want to talk about it like too much. Because I think a lot of the coolness and like the fun of it is just like, you know, going through the night. Um, but yeah, it's neat, especially if you like visual novels and like, you know, dating sim type stuff um, and also like, you know, sexy vampires. Um, You really can't go wrong. The tagline is make a deal with death or die trying.
3: Yeah, no, I listen. I like it when I encounter beings that are at once uh, human but also beyond my understanding and they kind of want to fuck me i think that's very cool <laughs> <laughs> save. Save. I, think, I think it's pretty neat i think um, that's good yeah so no oh, that sounds good i i would actually really like to get into visual novels uh more generally
0: oh,
2: like grace. even
3: sort of
0: i got you my friend
3: yeah yeah i got i yeah i've been meaning to play scientist of the sojourner forever i know that's like not exactly classic visual novel but that's yeah novel i mean
0: it's basically a visual novel though it right. just also happens to have cards
3: yeah
2: yeah and um, uh i, I mean part read, of,
0: it's certainly oh, not a visual novel it's tendingly like an interactive novel but you should read heart of the house mm.
1: is it on it's oh, on steam it house? might also be on
0: itch but it's definitely okay. on steam okay it fucking owns.
3: Yeah, because I would just really like, I would really like to get into, like, the history of IF and stuff. I think there's, like, a lot of interesting narrative work that, yeah. that's going on that w- mainstream people are not as, like, tuned into.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, which is, like, f- like I under- to be clear, I completely understand how this happens, right? Like, it is difficult. And, like, um, even the biggest, like, most popular visual novels, like some of the Umineko Neko is also like huge time investment and relatively niche right like it's just not you know uh it's just not feasible in some ways to cover it the way you would cover like games and so i completely understand how this happens but there's also like tons of interesting stuff going on right and i want to i want i want in
0: yeah i want to see it um choice of games is a really cool like interactive fiction publisher Um, okay yeah they did uh heart of the house but they've done a ton of other stuff
3: yeah when i was actually Um, i was getting back into fall in london which was like my first brush with interactive fiction kind of stuff um
0: yeah it's i think you would really like it um it's like you know victorian house on a hill uh with ghost shit yeah Uh, but choose your own adventure and gay if you want it to be
2: that
3: sounds great yeah okay Oh yeah, I've seen some of games. I isn't like um I've seen some of these choice of I've seen some of these publishers' games before for sure. Choice Ooh. of games. E. And yeah, this is the thing is there's so they're like 116 games on Steam, and I haven't heard of like any of these.
2: Yeah, right. I
0: truly just like found that game by accident when I was looking for like scary visual novels on Steam. Hmm. Sometimes the best way to find shit you just take a wander
3: yeah i i have such trouble with that and it's something i would really like to do more is really just like and i think especially since i'm um like for stuff like this podcast i think it's helpful to just be like i'm playing a ton of random shit all the time and here's some weird things that i've got into lately you know um so it's just a matter of like getting into the habit of that one of my favorite
0: things to do is honestly just like Scrolling itch, just like clicking the all games page and just scrolling.
3: Yeah, like I, I, this is the life I want to live, but I haven't I just done can't. that in
0: a long time because I'm also lucky in that, you know, like I get a lot of codes and yes, like, yeah. I can just like reach out and get a lot of the stuff that I want.
3: Yeah, but... I, it's, I definitely have been added to a more PR list lately because I'm getting more emails, but anyway. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds okay. I'm, I'm going to check that out. I, you really gave me some games to check out just like stuff here but also you know in yeah, general
0: mailing. yeah listen so yeah listen i love games
3: <laughs> turns love out a,
0: love a game <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it's true we're we love to game that's what it means to be
1: a gamer god um
0: well i think you know. i think that's gonna do it for yeah. this time
1: yeah, I think thanks
3: so much for having me on. Yeah, um, thanks for
0: coming on. Uh, grace, where can people find you and your things that you do?
3: Yeah, so you can, I'm on Twitter at uh, grace underscore machine, and I also am on Patreon at graceinthemachine.com. I am not com. that's my blog, but I guess that, that's also a thing I can plug. Uh, but patreon.com slash graceinthemachine. Uh, over there, I am currently uh, writing about the Witcher novels. I'm on the last one um lady yeah, you're currently
0: late. further in the in the witcher novels than i am you have you surpassed me in witchering
3: um yeah i i'm curious i i really felt like i was kind of this is such a like bullshit fantasy thing to say but the first three books i was frustrated with but mostly still on board with and the number four of the novels because there's also two short story collections before for, you know, the, for the short listener.
2: story
0: collections are honestly the strongest part yes
3: yes no 100 percent. easily Um, and four really took a dive for me or was like the point where I was like, actually I'm fed up. I want some payoff, please. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, that man Um,
0: loves a long medieval fantasy meeting.
3: Yeah, well the thing, okay, so I've been reading Dune also, because I read too many books um at once and then actually don't finish them. But I've been reading Dune, and the thing is like Frank Herbert can write the fuck out of a meeting. You know, yeah,
0: but like how many times do you need to read? A yeah, I,
3: I know that this is the thing is like, I'm just like part of it. I'm angry. at I'm angry at Sapkowski for doing it so goddamn much. And also because it's it's bad because I think this is also part of the problem is like every character who shows up on screen gets named. And it's like, yeah, I, like in, in my brain, I'm like, OK, this must be an important new character because they're named. And it's like, no, they're not. They show up in this chapter and that's it. He uses the, the
0: Oscar, the uh, I almost <laughs> said the Oscar walk, the Austin Walker method. Yes. Yeah. Everyone Which is, is like, named.
3: I guess, but the thing is, it's like, it's different when it is like read aloud and you're at a table with a bunch of people, right. Who also are like maybe taking notes and there's a whole different, whereas like, there's a great sequence intercede in Dune early on, you know, and it's like a bunch of characters and they're just like the banker and the, the still suit. Manufacturer and like you know they have different motivations and get fleshed out as people, but because they're not going to be important characters later, that they you know it's like it's okay to signal that something is serving a particular purpose so that a character is minor. And Sakowsky seems unable to do this, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
3: Um. That's anyway, weird. so very frustrated the, the form short story format really helped him get to the point, I think, because I think he is genuinely like a pretty a pretty talented writer. Um in spots so anyway so yeah if you want more of that it's on patreon.com slash grace in the machine <laughs> um talking about these books uh i think the essay i wrote about the sword of destiny which is the second short story collection is is quite good and i think it's at some of the stuff that i think makes the still really compelling and special despite my frustrations
1: with it um so yeah and then at some point well i think next month i'm gonna watch the polish witcher show uh,
3: which is on the internet archive. Um, and then the month after that I'll probably start The Witcher. The City Project Red Game. So so that's stuff you uh, can look forward to.
0: I thought you were gonna say you're gonna starting The Witcher the Netflix series.
3: Well I, I am watching it actually. Uh, but
2: I but got I think, bored. That,
3: I think I'm gonna do it chronologically. So I might cover the show on the Patreon at Some point, but it'll be after Witcher 3, so it'll be in like three years or whatever. Yeah, I was <laughs> and that's so, and that's if the Patreon exactly. still exists at that point, right? So, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Ty, is there anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you can find me
0: on Twitter at wolfkeeper, and of course, this show is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit or over on UppercutCrit.com. And if you like us and would like to toss a little bit of extra money our way, you can go to patreon.com slash uppercut crit. Um, yeah. and yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this time. We we played video games, baby.
2: We did